1: The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters dot com, creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee, doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. dot com. Greetings. Welcome to another week. Bruce Hooley Show, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. Unfortunately, a very violent weekend in central Ohio. And I wish I could tell you that was going to get better, but given the very discouraging numbers regarding the city of Columbus's efforts to replenish its police department that it intentionally depleted, uh, I cannot tell you that things are going to get better soon. We have a very unusual School shooting in Russia. You don't hear those very often. And we have the latest poll numbers on the president, which are not promising for the midterms if you're a Democrat, but they certainly make me feel good. So we'll be sharing all of that with you today, plus talking with Josh Pick, our analyst on Money Matters. And the market on Friday took a bloodbath. And since Joe Biden took office, the stock market is now worth $7.6 trillion less than it was on the day he took office. Paper losses! But they're uh, certainly more significant than that. I was chatting with a friend who I had not seen in a long, long time, Friday night at a high school football game. I walked up to him, how are you doing? He said, I'm down $450,000 in my retirement. How do you think I'm doing? America does not think Joe Biden's doing a good job as president. We will give you those numbers as the show progresses. But first, we had three people shot and killed In Columbus over the weekend, we had a 15-year-old boy shot, not killed, thankfully. We had a 16-year-old boy shot, not killed, thankfully. Uh, But we also had a 17-year-old girl shot. She's in critical condition. Hopefully, she will not die. We had a 30-year-old woman shot and killed. One of three, as I said, to be killed over the weekend. Central Ohio murder total, Columbus murder total, up to 105 for the year. We had... uh, Mass shootings, multiple shootings. I I think three people shot is a mass shooting. May not meet the dictionary definition. We had a 21-year-old man shot and killed on East 18th Avenue at uh, about 1 a.m. on Saturday. Motorcycle bar, three people shot, one of them dead. The particulars are not as important as the general trend, which is that Columbus is a very violent Place to be. We had guy shot in the face this morning in the hilltop, two thirty a.m. I'm always astounded that people live from some of these uh, catastrophic incidents. He walked to a house, and his mother called nine one one for help. He's expected to survive. Good, I'm glad, but man, shot in the face—that's that's vile. That's so, Woodmore police. Take this problem away? Well, not necessarily. I mean, if you're going to not allow them to be police, they're not going to take this problem away. We've talked at length about the priorities in the Columbus Division of Police have changed since George Floyd's death in May of 2020, and certainly since the shooting death of Micaiah Bryant, well, more than a year ago, because it's a headline grabbing event when a 15 year old girl is shot by a police officer. It makes national headlines. It doesn't help when uh, lunatics like LeBron James weigh in and post a photograph of the officer, and it took the city more than a year to clear that officer of what was clearly, from the first time you viewed the video, a defendable action, a so-called good shoot. There's no good shoot if you're looking at the word good in terms of is it good. No, it's not good, but it's not good when a girl threatens another girl with a knife either. We have a very violent city. We're in a very violent time. People are desperate, getting more desperate. What was inflation on the day that Micaiah Bryant was shot? The day that she threatened to kill another girl with a knife? It wasn't 8-plus percent like it is now. The desperation that is out there in the economy, the anger that is out there because our president has stoked it, encouraged it, personified it in many cases, all leads to people thinking that the answer is to pull out the gun that they have and shoot someone else. And the police are thrust into the situation where they are supposed to be the last line of defense against these kinds of matters. But a study shows that maybe the decision to pay 100 officers with 25 years experience or more Maybe the decision to pay them $200,000 to go away because they didn't fit Mayor Andrew Ginther's idea of uh, kinder, gentler social justice policing, maybe that wasn't such a good idea because uh, Andrew Ginther just thought that, well, we'll get rid of the bad cops and we'll go hire some good good cops. A funny thing, though, people who want to become police officers want to know that they are going to be supported and protected by the people who they work for. Not just the citizenry, but their bosses. Not only in the division of police, but in city administration. And while it's pretty obvious to me, and probably pretty obvious to you, the establishment of a civilian oversight review board with more authority over the police than the inspector general, that's not an environment that police feel like they are going to be presumed innocent, which, you know, I thought also applied to police, not just to constitutional protection. They're going to be, in this climate, presumed guilty. And so they're having trouble finding replacements for the most experienced officers that they have. Now, why is the experience important with a police officer? Because you've been through situations And you've gained a better understanding of how to read a situation as really dangerous or just if it's one of the first few times you've faced it, new experiences are much more likely to spark a reaction that's emotional, panicked, right? You can do all the training you want, but when you face down a gun for the first time or when you face somebody who's completely irrational because of being under the influence of drugs, or the first time you walk into a domestic dispute where both people are screaming at each other, I think it's, I would hope that even liberals like Andrew Ginther and Shannon Harden, the city council president, I would hope that even they would say, you know, know, the more you go through that, the better off you're going to be. Well, the officers who had 25 years experience or more had been through that a lot of times. doesn't mean that you're never going to mess up in those situations. It certainly doesn't mean you're going to always... Escape from those situations, emerge from those situations unharmed. Witnessed the deaths of officers Anthony Morelli and Eric Juring in Westerville. Both experienced officers walked into an apartment in the midst of a domestic dispute, didn't know that the guy inside was waiting in ambush for them, shot them both as soon as they entered the apartment, and both died. Police work is. A dangerous job. That's underscored today by the fact that Officer Sierra Burton in Richmond, Indiana, her funeral will be today. She lost her life showing up at what appeared to be a pretty benign traffic stop. Guy on a moped. Guy on a moped. She shows up with her police dog. She's got a dog. Guy on a moped. She should be fine. No. He pulls out a gun. Once the dog sniffs drugs on the moped, shoots her in the head. She lingered on life support for weeks. And unfortunately, she died. And today she will be laid to rest. Columbus police, they have a recruiting class currently getting ready to go into the academy. They have one scheduled to graduate in January. Uh, They had one that graduated in July. Seems like, wow, they're really working. They're amping up their recruitment efforts. They've even gone outside the department and said, you know, hey, if you work for another department in another city, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toledo, Dayton, maybe you'd like to live in Columbus. Maybe you'd like to work in Columbus come help make Columbus a safer place they're not getting much traction on that because word gets out right you're offered let's 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 just do a little exercise here you're offered a job working for a firm that does similar things to what you do now before you would go to work for the new firm that does something similar to what you do now wouldn't you make an effort to try to connect with somebody who actually works for that firm, recruiting you to find out, hey, what are the working conditions there? Do you like working here? Do they treat you well? And if the person who you get a hold of to get a scouting report on where you're going to work says, "Mm, I don't know, the management here doesn't really have your back. You might say, well, why would I go through all the hassle of moving my family, me, going into a department? Sure, where I am has flaws. That's why I'm looking around. I get it. But The devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. I'm just going to stay here. That's what they're finding in the city of Columbus as they're trying to recruit new people. They can't replace the people that they chased off. And make no mistake, they chased them off. They paid them 200 grand to go away. A hundred of them. A hundred of them. That's a lot of money. They thought, well, we'll just get a big recruiting class. We'll put them through. So they prioritize a recruiting class of about 70 recruits, and they get mm, somewhere around 50. So, with the class currently in the academy, ready to graduate, with the two that have graduated, they had a target of 170 new officers. How many do you think they have? They have 131. And that's if no more drop out. They've already had nine of the 46 who entered the academy in June drop out. Nine of them have dropped out. So, if they get a few more drop out, they won't be... 39 officers short of their target, there'll be even more than that. Which means longer response times, longer 9-11 wait times. Not good. So we had three people killed over the weekend and about a dozen shot in Columbus. Um, violent, violent weekend. I think that's going to diminish once the dark hours of the day increase gets darker earlier very very soon we're turning the clocks back on november the 6th Uh, we'll get more sleep at least that one night Uh, but i don't know if you live in some of the areas uh the 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 city's danger areas there are a lot of them near east side franklinton linden we had somebody shot in the 4500 block of kenny road that's not a dangerous area uh, hard to sleep knowing that pretty much any area of the city that you venture into you can get shot uh, and they cannot recruit enough police to replenish the officers that they forced to retire and it's funny to me they've had they had an they had a, a class the last three classes have graduated. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that this current class, which has 37 recruits still in it. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt that all 37 will graduate and become Columbus police officers. 39, 55, and 37. And they expect a new class of 70 officers in January. Why would they expect a new class of 70 officers in January if they've never had a class even remotely close to 70 officers? January. That's weird to me. I mean, optimism is a good thing, but when it comes to restaffing a police department that you depleted, I would think realism (laughs) would be more uh, more authentic, more authentic. Now, what's also interesting to me in this story in the dispatch where they delve into this is that the dispatch has been four square in Andrew Ginther, the mayor's pocket. okay? Okay. The dispatch is all in on the fact that the old Columbus Police Department before we imported all this wisdom from the Detroit Police Department, a new inspector general, a new chief, a new assistant chief. We got all all three black women from Detroit coming in here bringing us, you know, increased enlightenment in policing. And the dispatch has been all about that. But in this story It's pretty clear that the dispatch is getting short on patience with the lack of cooperation on information that the citizens should have, but the police division won't give. And make no mistake, if the police division won't give it, it's because Andrew Ginther doesn't want the information out there. And could that be because it might reflect poorly on Andrew Ginther? I don't know. Call me a conspiracy theorist. But there were three pieces of information the dispatch asked for. The exact number of patrol officers available citywide. That's a reasonable number to say, how many cops do you have on the beat? How many cops do you have out there patrolling the city streets? The dispatch was told to file a public records request and that media relations personnel would not obtain that number. Well, maybe you shouldn't have chased James Fuqua out of the Office of Public Information. James Fuqua was really good at his job. Of course he was. That's why he doesn't have his job anymore relating... uh, with the media second item they wanted to know besides the number of officers out on city streets uh well they just wanted somebody from the division of police to talk to And you give us somebody to give us a police perspective no no finally uh the dispatch also sought updated information from the police department about response time that seems like a reasonable number how long does it take you to respond to 911 calls? How long does it take? We'll call the cops. I need help. Help. Somebody's shooting. I need help. What's the average response time? The dispatch was not provided that information, and a public records request was filed for that information. Good. Well, you sit there and cool your jets waiting on that information. Uh, what is the typical response time to a uh, 911 call? 26 minutes? That's a long time. That's a long time. The average time of response in September of 2021, which was before the 100 officers with the most experience were forced out, induced to retire by six-figure checks, it was 26 minutes then, in September of 2021, we're a year later and we're down about four, we're down, let's see, we've had, what did I say? 131 new officers. They chased 200 off. We're down 70 officers. Do you think the response times have gotten better? I mean, I'm sure they've implemented all kinds of new efficient protocols and all that, but I'm guessing no. I'm guessing the response time hasn't gotten any quicker. Great job, Mayor Ginter. Great job. Now, a troubling trend that intersects with Police And if you've got a shortage of police, you don't need wasted police time, right? You need the calls that are coming in to actually be authentic. There is a bothersome nationwide trend occurring of hoax calls reporting school shootings. Licking Valley local schools had one on Friday. Officers called out there. Now, these are not Columbus police officers, but these are officers of the local police sheriff. I mean, you can imagine. Right, Call in, active shooter, Licking Valley High School. You're moving heaven and earth to get everybody there, right? Well, it wasn't just Licking Valley High School on Friday. Eight Ohio schools were targeted in false active shooter reports on Friday. And this is a national wave of false school shooting reports. Thirty false school shooting reports last week. 30. Where were they Friday? In Ohio. Princeton High School. That's a little north of Cincinnati. Charonville, the suburb. Garfield High School in Akron. Belmont High School in Dayton. Catholic Central High School in Springfield. Finley High School. I mentioned Licking Valley. Toledo Scott and St. Ignatius in Cleveland. So no rhyme or reason to this you can say, ah, uh, big cities. Well, Licking Valley doesn't fit that. Springfield, Springfield's a good-sized city. It's not a major city. It's one high school in Springfield. Besides Catholic Central, private school. Uh, private schools. Public schools. No rhyme or reason to it. It's a phenomenon called swatting. Somebody makes a hoax call, heavy police response, SWAT teams show up. The fear is, My fear would be that they would, you know, build up a boy who cried wolf kind of situation. Where the immediate police response would be somewhat uh, mitigated by, well, probably just another phony hoax. And then you'll get a school where it's not a phony hoax. And you will have needed those officers to respond immediately and alarmingly.